0: Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. control.
1: Hey, welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, home of the good burger, can I take your order? Kyle Hebert here, voice actor, Gohan from Dragon Ball Z and Super, Ryu from Street Fighter, Eisen in Bleach, and many more. And I'm your host for geeky news from the spaceship in the theater of my mind, currently coasting at one-quarter impulse power. Oh, my. The show would be nothing without the dulcet tones of the Al cappella Symphony Orchestra. hey <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's an oldie but goodie. <laughs> Gilligan's Island incidental music, like the scene transitions. That's nice. Uh, if you were smart, Al cappella, you could sell ringtones. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Intergalactic Beatbox, ring or text stone, available now exclusively through a podcasting 2.0 app. Copyright, schmoppyright. Download one of those awesome 2.0 apps now for free. They're always free. Newpodcastapps.com. Get that podcast wallet set up. Send me a boost! Custom message. You'll be registered for our current contest here. Courtesy of the awesome peeps at Fountain.fm, creator of the ever-awesome podcasting 2.0 app, Fountain. You could boost the show, and you just might walk away with 50,000 sats in free money to help support value-for-value-enabled podcasts such as the one you're listening to now. You got another three weeks to get those boosts in here. You can support the show in-app as you listen. I can even reply to your boost comment style, and those appear on the Boost tab of the podcast page on the Fountain app. I'll even sweeten the deal. I've got some limited-edition Intergalactic Boombox stickers. Boost me! And I just might throw one your way. Boost. Need us from Fun Fact Friday. He's already ahead of the curve, man. He boosted the show with a simple message of boost! He sent 4,750 sats through Fountain. Anonymous sent 68,066 sats through Podfriend. Thank you, Anon. (laughs) The Question of the Week. What'd you think about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Spoiler, if you hadn't seen it, skip ahead to the next chapter on the Podcasting 2.0 app or uh, scrub over a couple of minutes. Like I said last week, I actually enjoyed this movie more than Far From Home. I know, I know. Kill Me Now. That movie was so hyped and I didn't see it till it was a few months later after theaters and it was streaming on demand and some of the cameos were already spoiled by then. So, But with Doctor Strange 2, man, I was in it right from the beginning. Action scenes, epic. The CG was really good. I know others were just like, "Ah, that big squid thing didn't look right. I'm like, It looked pretty darn good to me. Great cast. I wish we actually spent more time in more multiverses. The cameos were awesome, though in hindsight it seems like killing those alternative universe characters just to make sure we knew how evil Wanda became, that's a little too on the nose, you know what I mean? But you do get good joke material. Captain Carter, available now for half off. Midas from the Fun Fact Friday podcast sent 10,000 sats and his boost review says I can't believe redacted killed redacted by redacted his redacted so that his redacted redacted the movie is pretty good I feel like they crammed too much into one movie though a limited series would have served this story better You're absolutely right, Mr. Midas. We could spend some more time in all those multiverses. Let's go to the Twitters. New Old Communion says, Would have been nice if they kept Deadpool's cameo. Yes and no, because honestly, I think when it comes to Deadpool, I think he runs the risk of hijacking the entire show. Justin Cabanton says, Definitely enjoyed Multiverse of Madness, especially Danny Elfman's style with the themes of Giacchino and Kristen Anderson Lopez and Bobby Lopez. Pacing is really balanced throughout. I really enjoyed the horror-esque tones with shifting to Scarlet Witch. Huge Raimi fan, 9 out of 10, Jessup Amin. As a Raimi fan, I enjoyed his touches to the movie. As a Wanda Scarlet Witch fan, the movie gave her cool horror moments, but felt like a slap in the face narratively. I appreciate the filmmaking, but resent the writing. Wanda deserved better. Evangeline Hartwick says, I loved it. As a non-comic book reader, a few things surprised me, but I was in tears by the end. Luckily, the theater was dark and I was wearing my mask. Martin Walker says, I enjoyed it a lot. Actually going to see it a second time this Friday with my mom since she was on holiday when it came out. I do think it could have gone longer. Some bits did feel rushed, probably due to time restraints, but I really did enjoy the movie. It was a very rainy film. Donald Carter says, It's a good movie, but the character development and conflict felt completely unrelated. It's like it was written to be unpredictable. Maybe I'm being overly critical of the story because they could have taken it in almost any direction. Lumberzacks says, I thought it was pretty average. I couldn't find myself sympathizing with the antagonist at all which drew me out Raimi having fun with the Marvel property was a special treat though there were also some questionable scenes that logically didn't make sense to me Draven Hanley thought it was really fun I'm not an MCU guy but I am a Raimi fan and wasn't disappointed superhero horror is a genre I wouldn't mind seeing with this kind of budget more often I thought it was a great flick but maybe not a great MCU flick Jeremy TV says Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is the ultimate Mother's Day movie Sky Tilly loved it it was a lot of fun made my jaw dry up twice, which hasn't been done before in a Marvel movie. I hope Sam Raimi gets to do more of the MCU. The only thing I don't like is how they essentially retconned WandaVision, but as its own thing, I love it. No question. As this episode of the Intergalactic Boombox has dropped into your ears, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan have been graced upon the Star Wars fandom on Disney+. Plus. As I'm recording this though, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't give you my thoughts yet, but I could give you a fake answer. It was way better than Attack of the Clones. I loved when Uncle Owen said etiquette and protocol, and Aunt Baru's blue milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. So, yeah, if you just watched Obi-Wan and you're listening to this podcast, I want to know your thoughts at Boombox Pod. If you want to enjoy all the nostalgia of VHS, remember that, kids? Without having to actually dust off tapes and the player, if you still even have one, VHS archivists like Pete Dylan Trenchard and Jackson Battenbaugh have done all of that hard work of digitizing and displaying the fruits of their labor on their various YouTube channels. Specifically, things taped off the TV, like commercials, news blurbs, training videos, learning how to clog dance, Christian stand-up comedy, wrestling clips, martial arts flicks... Moments in time that aren't available in any official capacity, so just think, the sights, the sounds, the hairstyles, and more cheese than you have nachos for. All roasted by the channel host, MST3K Style. Now that's my kind of reality TV. As a voice actor and fan of sound design, I love coming across stories like this. Ewan McGregor doing press junkets for the new Obi-Wan series. He let out a very interesting tidbit. Every single line of dialogue in Attack of the Clones had to be dubbed ADR or Automated Dialogue Replacement is the technical term for dubbing. That's what I do with anime. And it's par for the course on any TV or film shoot that uh, not every bit of audio is usable. The actor will have to come into the recording booth and lip-sync to their own performance, or in uh, some cases, a voice actor will have to voice-match the actor because the actor isn't around or available, a thankless job that's pretty much never credited. Planes, cell phones, tech issues, even the director not liking an actor's voice on a bit-part role can be a good reason to dub. But at the time when they were doing the prequels, the equipment was brand new, super expensive, and more than anything else, loud. There'd be a loud hum on the set through every single take. Therefore, all the actors had to come back in post-production and dub their own lines. You can make the argument that one's performance can be hindered by being limited to mouth flaps, where the line delivery ends up sounding wooden, especially if the actor isn't used to the dubbing process. You have three beeps, and on the fourth imaginary beep, you say the line and match the lip sync. These lines are referred to as loops, since the film clips that need to be dubbed loop over and over so multiple takes can be recorded. Makes you wonder if the original performance on set was better or worse than the final dubbed one we all end up hearing on the final mix. Plus, George Lucas's famous directions probably didn't help. Faster, slower, more intense. That sounded more like Bill Clinton than George Lucas, but I gotta work on that. Hey, let's dub over Attack of the Clones. Oi, that's a good idea, Ace. Yeah, it's shiggles, you know. Uh, it can't get any worse, right? Yeah. Just think about it. Conspiracy as Anakin. I don't
0: like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere.
1: Karen as Padme. Um, I call it aggressive negotiations. Hello? EVP Pete as my window. This party's over. Hee-hee! <laughs> Esmer is Django Fett. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. Boombox dubs. Maybe that should be a thing. Peacock is bringing twisted metal to its streaming platform. Yes, the video game. Being turned into a live-action comedy series, because why not? It does seem that things have turned around as far as quality or at least popular video game adaptations are concerned. The cast includes Nev Campbell, Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatrice, and Thomas Hayden Church. So think Mad Max Fury Road with humor. Funny Road, I guess? If you're paying for the PS Plus Premium launching in a few weeks, you'll have the ability to cloud stream PlayStation games dating back to the PS1. But... There's a big hairy butt. Actually, a few big hairy butts. Ew. Number one, when it comes to PS5 titles like Returnal, it's download only. Which makes sense, seeing as you actually need a PS5 to play it anyway. It's probably a good thing, since the general attitude towards cloud gaming is not overwhelmingly positive. Number two, PS3 titles cannot be downloaded. They can only be streamed. So, there's that. Number three, now comes word that no DLC will be playable with the PS3 titles in the PS Plus Premium tier. Ah! Infrastructure has never allowed for things like fun. You take the good, you take the bad, you take the both, and day you have to fax your life. But wait, there's more. Number four, if you took advantage of a loophole a few months back, like I did, and bank multiple years of PS Plus at half price, looks like Sony is pulling it not-so-fast, buddy. The program has already launched in Asia, and users on Reddit are already complaining, saying they're getting hit with upgrade fees. As in, the total amount in savings needing to be paid back in order to start using the service. For example, those who are able to purchase 10 years at a discount have to pay 430 U.S. dollars all at once. Rude. All is quiet from Sony on this matter. So we'll see if America and European users have to deal with this in a few weeks.
0: Conspiracy here, live, pre recorded, from my top secret out in the open, above ground, underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada. Yes, that's a real place. It inspired that song by the Black Eyed Peas. Pahrump. Pahrump, Pahrump, Pahrump. Check it out. Now it's time for all the news you can't use. Now made with oat milk. Didn't know oats had others. Anyway, page one Elon Muskrat continues trolling the universe. Is he buying Twitter? Is he not? Can anyone who can actually afford a Tesla actually get one before they croak? Some recently filed paperwork is indicating that plans are moving forward for an idea he posted on Twitter five years ago. An L.A.-based old-school drive-in theater slash restaurant slash roller skating slash car-charging emporium. Now, I don't know about you, but all I can envision is a bunch of morons showing off their full self-driving mode to their significant others, running over all the roller-skating weight staff as they try to balance giant platters of artery-clogging fast food while some scratched-up film print of some obscure 1950s sci-fi horror flick flutters on a dimly lit screen so you can't make anything out. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Ken, Watch. Ken, I'm sorry to interrupt, man, but you are so negative. You're negative. Do you need a hug? No. Come here. Nope. Come yeah. here. Just no. Bring it in, big guy.
0: Yeah. Herp. Let go. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you. I love you. Wow, I uh, actually feel better. Yeah. The darkness of humanity is lifted. I can see the light. Really? No. Now get out of my segment. Fine. Page two. When Madonna does anything, subtle is the last possible way you can describe it. The elder pop diva is hopping on the NFT bandwagon in the buff. You heard it right, folks. She's nudifying her non-fungibles. ...with three animated gifts of her literally giving birth to nature, evolution, and technology. The Evolution NFT has already sold for over $145,000. And trust me when I say these NFTs are NSFW, with a healthy dose of WTF. Page 3. When loved ones pass on from this existence, cremation continues to be a much cheaper alternative to a full-on coffin burial... And many folks have gotten pretty creative: storage inside a nice vase, or pressed into jewelry, or vinyl records, or planted in a protected forest. Tattoo artist Cat Dukes in California helps grieving customers by using their late pet's ashes mixed in with the ink. You know what? That's uh, it's actually kind of sweet. Uh, feeling very sentimental and emotional, and that's really awesome, actually. <laughs> Papa Gedda, you can't just barge in while I'm doing the news.
1: It's nonsense, Kenneth. I see you break down like Ford Escort. Uh-huh. Your emotions and boogers flow like rivers. Please to blown nose, son. I don't have any
0: tissue, Papa.
1: It's okay, Kenneth. I print out picture of amber turd.
0: Okay, fine. Give it to me.
1: <laughs> Strangely, she look way better now.
0: And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here from my dump in Parump.
1: Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox is made possible by closing your eyes and thinking real hard. Guests stay in a random alley somewhat near a five-star hotel. Select members of the studio audience are shamelessly bribed into promoting this podcast. Remember, in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. And a whole lot of stress and anxiety. Quick, open TikTok, start flicking through your timeline. Until next time, turtles.